to the Bonus Action Podcast, the show that explores 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons one rule at a time in short 15-minute episodes. I'm your host, James Intracasso, and I'm here with my favorite RPG muser, host of Behind the DM Screen, and official editor of The Tome Show, Sam Dillon. Hey, James. Nice to be here. Ah, Sam, I love doing this podcast. Welcome back. You too, you too. Before we get to tonight's topic, we'd like to thank our sponsor for the show, Noble Knight Games. They're a brick-and-mortar game store that also has an online presence at noblenight.com. They specialize in providing out-of-print products at a discounted price, and they even buy back those old gaming products that you aren't using anymore. Let's take a moment to hear a message from Noble Knight. Rudy, I have a big problem. I can't find a place to buy or sell gaming products. You know, I had that problem, too. Then I went to my DM. He told me about NobleKnight.com. Isn't that one of those internet stores? They are, but they're also a brick-and-mortar game store. Since using Noble Knight, I feel great! I can buy D&D and other tabletop RPG products from any edition, even stuff that's out of print. That does sound pretty great. Just pretty great! Get this, Noble Knight has all that, at a discounted price! And with Noble Knight, I can even sell them my old gaming products I'm not using anymore. Oh, wow. I've got to check it out. You don't have to ask your DM if NobleKnight.com is right for you. We're pretty sure it is, since you're listening to a podcast about the minutia of tabletop RPGs. People who use NobleKnight.com experience joy, having more money in their bank accounts, and lots of awesome gaming sessions. Seriously, why haven't you checked them out yet? Jeff Greiner uses Noble Knight, so should you. Well, my life has changed. It sure is, buddy. Soon, all our lives will be changed. In this episode, we are discussing the rules for stealth with a special focus on using the skill to hide in D&D. You can find an explanation of this rule in the Player's Basic Rules D&D PDF on page 60 or in the Player's Handbook on page 177. When a creature takes the hide action, it makes a dexterity stealth check. Until the hiding creature is discovered or stops hiding, its dexterity stealth check's total is contested by the wisdom perception check of any creature that actively searches for signs of the hiding creature's presence. In order to try and hide, a creature must have some cover or something to conceal it. A creature can't hide in an open field. When a creature attacks a target that it cannot see, it has disadvantage on the attack roll. This is true whether the creature is guessing the target's location or is targeting a creature it can hear but not see. If the target isn't in the location the attacking creature targeted, the attacking creature automatically misses. But the DM typically just says that the attack missed, not whether the attacking creature guessed the target's location correctly or not. When you can't see a hidden creature, that hidden creature has advantage on attack rolls against you. If a creature is hidden, both unseen and unheard, when it makes an attack, it gives away its location when the attack hits or misses. Of course, stealth can be used to do more than hide and gain benefits in combat. The dexterity stealth skill can be used to sneak past enemies, move silently, slink away without being noticed, and a lot more stuff. Anything you want to do quietly or without being seen, the dexterity stealth skill is for you. Yes, now let's talk about some special cases. When a creature hides, there's a chance that someone will notice it, even if they aren't searching. To determine whether a creature notices a hidden creature, the DM compares the hidden creature's dexterity stealth check with the other creature's passive wisdom perception score, which is 10 plus the creature's wisdom modifier. 
as well as any other bonuses or penalties. Now, if that searching creature has advantage on that check, you would just simply add five to the passive check. If they had disadvantage, you would subtract five. Now, even if a creature is hidden or moving silently, signs of its passage might still be noticed, such as footprints or dirt that they leave behind or any sort of other thing that a person might be able to track or use to discern the creature's location. Uh, so that could be something that someone who's searching for a hidden creature could use to figure out the location of the creature. Exactly. Now, an invisible creature can't be seen, so it can always try to hide, even if there's nothing to officially hide behind, because it's invisible. And that invisible creature who is making noise, though, gives away its position and is no longer considered hidden. Although, attack rolls against it still have disadvantage, but the difference is that now it can be targeted. Now, a creature wearing padded armor, scale mail, half plate, or any heavy armor makes dexterity stealth checks with disadvantage. There are also some classes which get special benefits in respect to the dexterity stealth skill. For instance, at 10th level, the ranger gains an ability called Hide in Plain Sight. It allows the ranger to spend one minute camouflaging him or herself, which grants a plus 10 bonus to dexterity stealth checks in situations where the ranger can hide against a solid surface, like a tree or a wall. If the ranger moves or takes an action, they must again spend another minute camouflaging themselves if they want to gain that plus 10 benefit again. At 14th level, the ranger gains a feature called Vanish, which allows the ranger to hide as a bonus action. Now, rogues, we all know they are the experts at hiding. They get a special ability way down at second level called Cunning Action. And among other things, this allows them to use the hide action as a bonus action rather than using their regular combat action to hide. Now, at ninth level, the Thief Archetype Rogue gets an ability called Supreme Sneak, which grants them advantage on any dexterity stealth check made during a turn in which they've moved no more than half their speed. Stealth is particularly important for rogues because it's one of their most popular ways to gain advantage on an attack roll, and that gives them the benefit of their sneak attack. Arcane Trickster Archetype rogues gain an ability called Magical Ambush at 9th level. This ability says that any time a rogue casts a spell on another creature while hidden, that creature gets disadvantage on any saving throw made against the spell. The Assassin Archetype Rogue can use Stealth to gain the benefit of their Assassinate ability at 3rd level and their Death Strike ability, which they gain at 17th level. Those allow the Rogue to deal extra damage to a surprised creature. And speaking of surprise, when combat begins, if one or more of the participants is already hidden, the other participants might be surprised by that creature. The DM determines who might be surprised. Basically, the DM compares the dexterity stealth checks of anyone hiding with the passive wisdom perception score of each creature on the opposing side. Any character or monster that doesn't notice a threat is surprised at the start of the encounter. If you're surprised, you can't move or take an action on the first turn of combat. And you can't take a reaction until your first turn of combat ends. A member of a group can be surprised even if the other members of the group are not. A creature can use its action to search for a hidden opponent by making a wisdom perception or intelligence investigation check opposed by the hidden creature's dexterity stealth check. The DM determines if perception or investigation should be used based on the circumstances. 
Lightfoot halflings have a racial trait that allows them to use the hide action to hide behind creatures that are at least one size category larger than they are. Since Lightfoot halflings are small-sized creatures, they can hide behind their medium-sized friends. While using the travel rules in the player's handbook and the basic D&D PDF, a group of creatures or a party of PCs must move at a slower pace and not be completely out in the open in order to use the dexterity stealth skill. A slow travel pace assumes a base speed of 20 feet per round for all creatures. Now, there is some debate about whether a creature already in combat and not hiding can try to make a dexterity stealth check to hide by diving into a pile of garbage or running around a corner or getting to a place where that creature cannot be seen. This situation most often occurs with rogues second level and above. Thanks to cunning action, a rogue can attack move, and hide all in one turn. The question is, can a creature take the hide action while in combat if it is being watched by another creature? The answer is up to the DM, but Mike Merles and Jeremy Crawford have both said on Twitter that they would allow the hide action to be used at their tables by a PC being watched by an enemy in combat provided the PC could get to a spot where the enemy could no longer see it. In this special case, they would also have the PC make the dexterity stealth check with disadvantage. And that's a good point. They would have their party do that. They would have their player do that. And that's not an official rule. However, many DMs do rule that a creature has to move uh, at half speed or slower when making the dexterity stealth check uh, in order to move silently or to be forced to make the check with disadvantage. In other words, they house rule it to put certain constraints on the ability of any PC, but specifically and especially rogues, to move silently. Absolutely. And it sort of makes sense. You never see anyone running down the street in armor with weapons perfectly silently. But if they're moving slowly, they might be able to accomplish it. Uh, So as you can see, stealth and hiding are rules which require quite a bit of DM adjudication. Wizards of the Coast has given you the basics, but it's up to us DMs to make the final ruling of when a dexterity stealth check is possible. If it can be made with any advantage or disadvantage and what the outcome of that check might be because in reality and not that our games have to be full of reality i mean it is a fantasy (laughs) game after all but think about it whether that rogue can actually hide in that very light shadow really should be up to the circumstances the difference in lighting in a particular room and basically the dm gets to make that call Now, we recommend, though, that you get very familiar with the stealth rules, especially if you're a DM, because you are going to be making those calls. And if you have a a player who's playing a rogue in your party, or if you're a player and you plan on playing a rogue, it's always good to be familiar with some rules that you're going to be using on an almost constant basis. Knowledge of this rule will help you to move the game along so that you're not stuck looking up the little nuances. The more comfortable with it that you are, the faster it will go. 
You know, we hope you enjoyed this rule discussion. If you like the show, I encourage you to visit thetomeshow.com and use our affiliate links for Amazon.com, NobleKnight.com, and D&D Classics to support the show while you shop. It does not cost you anything extra, but it does throw a few copper pieces into the Tome Show's belt pouch, allowing us to stay on the air for you, the heroes. <laughs> That's right. And I'd like to send a special shout-out to a specific hero and Tome Show listener, Frank Borney. Thanks for listening, Frank. We appreciate your support. And if any other listeners out there have any suggestions, corrections, or comments, feel free to leave us a comment at thetomeshow.com or email thetomeshow at gmail.com. And you can also call in the Tome Show's biz line at 919-BIZ-TOME. And if you do that, you might just get shouted out on the show. So... I would encourage listeners to go ahead and spread the word. The music used in this episode was composed and performed by Eric Michaels. Sam, where can listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash dmsamuel or at my blog at RPG Musings. And you can follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash jamesintracasso or follow me on my blog at worldbuilderblog.me. Music